0: church. Good evening church. I didn't hear anybody there for a second. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Glad that you're here tonight. Uh, It's a little cold uh, and uh, glad that you braved the weather to come and join us here tonight. Uh, If you're out and about uh, this weekend in particular, uh, please use your best judgment and be careful. Uh, You are valuable. Your life is valuable and uh, whatever you're going to do, whether it's get a donut or whatever, Please be careful when you're driving out and about, especially this weekend with cold and frigid temperatures. i uh, got a couple announcements here, and uh, we'll get into tonight's message. Uh, first off, we really do believe that we're better together. Uh, in small groups of people. If you're interested in joining a small group, you can get more information at Guest Services before you leave here tonight. If you're online watching, be sure to comment groups under this live stream and someone will reach out to you this week uh, to see what group you can be a part of. We'd love to have you in any kind of group possible. Uh, Journey students, we are not going to meet tomorrow uh, due to the cold and frigid temperatures. We've got some people that live outside of town, and uh, with driving, if there's any hint of wet roads with below zero temperatures, uh, it's not good. Uh, Don't feel safe driving that myself, most definitely uh, people with uh, middle and high school uh, kids. So uh, if you're Journey students, we're not meeting tomorrow, the 14th. We will meet again the 21st, 6 to 8 p.m. here at Journey couple things going on uh, this next couple months. Uh, Winter Jam is coming up here uh, shortly, here in a few weeks, Uh, February 4th, 2024 at Rep Arena. If you are interested in going, I'm taking a group with us. Uh, This is not limited to just Journey students, but many of them are planning to go. Uh, tickets are only 15 bucks at the door, and if you need a sponsor for that, I've got generous people that have come up and told me, hey, I want to sponsor someone that may not be able to afford uh, this ticket for this concert. It's a really fun thing to do. Uh, if you're interested in that, just find me, and we will get a game plan together for carpooling. Uh, it's a lot of fun. As you can see on the screen, there's Crowder, Uh, Lecrae is going to be there, Kane is going to be there as well. A lot of big, uh, big big-time artists that you might hear on K-Love, so it's a really cool thing if you've never been. Uh, But we're going to get a group together, hopefully we can have 20-plus going with us to Winter Jam. So if if that's you and you're interested, uh, be sure to find me after service, and uh, I'll write you down as a list of contacts for carpooling. Uh, The big game is taking place here soon, Uh, Sunday, February 11th. Uh, The playoffs are actually going on right now. But even if you're not interested in sports or football, we always try to make it pretty fun uh, with Super Bowl commercials and games and things like that. So join us here. Uh, If you're Journey students, join us here February 11th. We're going to start at 6 o'clock, and uh, it'll end whenever you want to leave. So whether that's halftime or whether the game's over, uh, I'll be sticking around for whoever wants to just stick around and enjoy some food, some games, and prizes. Uh, It'll be a lot of fun. So try to make this a family event too. So Journey students, invite your parents, invite other friends from school that might want to be in on this. It's a lot of fun every year that we do this. We're continuing our series today. Uh, What is needed most? What do we need to know uh, going into 2024 as we turn the calendar year? Uh, Proverbs has a lot to say about our words. Say words, and the truth is that words really do have power. Let's get started.
1: Go one, two, three. Got gotcha. you. Glad you're here either in person or online, and we are going to look at several different verses in Proverbs this weekend. So let me say this, man. I tell you, in 2024, what everybody's looking for is some good advice, and uh, sometimes you find it in some of the craziest places. Uh, if you're looking for a plumber, you want somebody that knows what he's talking about. If you're looking for a doctor, you want to make sure he's a good one. Amen? Yeah, I mean, you want a little help. Well, I was sitting there today uh, trying to stay warm uh, before I came down here to the office, and I saw this lady, and uh, she was telling me all about birds, and I thought, well, I don't want to listen to this thing. She was talking about bird eggs, quail eggs, chicken eggs, goose eggs, duck eggs, and she was talking about it, you know, how they all have this protein, and you can eat all of them, and... Man, I just kept listening, and she's an ornithologist. She's a, she studies birds of all kinds, and I, she told me things. I really wasn't interested in birds, but she told me a lot of things about birds. She was an expert. Say, expert? Well, that's what we want. We, we want somebody who's an expert, and sometimes it's words. So I've got a little video here, and this guy here has got some advice, and he uses his words sometimes in a funny way. And so let's just, let's just watch this real quick. You ask me if I love you and if my love is true. Well, if I were a rich man, here's what I'd do I'd buy you a diamond ring and a new fur coat, too. If my nose was running money, I'd blow it all in. Me. <laughs>
0: If my nose was running money, I'd blow it
1: all on you. I'd buy you a cadillac, and a new Mercedes too, and I'd build you a mansion up on that mountain top. If my nose was running money, but honey, it's not the <laughs> Oh my goodness. If my nose was running money, honey, I'd blow it all on you. Well, he's an expert, I guess, about words and what he would do with his words in a song. And so that's kind of what I'm talking about. And so, man, if you're taking notes tonight, I want you to to write this down. There's a place there where I say that Proverbs tells us that our words can be life-giving or they can be life-taking. They can be funny like the guy that just sang that song, or they can be like the lady that I was describing and giving us great information, even if you're not interested, about all kinds of birds. So words have this benefit to help us, or maybe they're not so, you know, they're not so interesting to us, we're not interested or curious at all, and sometimes in the Bible we find some words that we're really not sure what we're supposed to do with them, so right here, here's another verse that i is am going to read to you proverbs eighteen twenty one The tongue has the power of life and death, so words can be words can be both good and bad, and I'm going to give you twelve examples real quick, and we're going to read a lot of these together and jot them down because if somebody's uh if somebody's going to give us advice in twenty twenty four you want some expert advice so I'm fixing to give you expert advice about how to make your words matter most in a good way. And let's see if we can't get them. Here we go. There's at least several different ways in Proverbs that words do matter a lot. And I'm going to give you 12 examples real quick. Look at some verses. Words can be a bad thing if they're deceitful. And uh, so put the word in there, deceitful. And here's what it says in Proverbs 25 and Proverbs 15. Words like a club... Or a sword or a sharp arrow is the man who gives false testimony, untrue testimony against his neighbor. All right, I got you. And here's the other one in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 4. The tongue that brings healing is a tree of life. Someone who can be helpful. Someone who can make you laugh with their words. uh, Somebody who can guide you with God's wisdom we all need God's wisdom and that's what we're that's what we're discovering in the book of Proverbs Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 fear and respect and honor and reverence of God is the place that wisdom begins so we want some wisdom when it comes to picking our words like last week we wanted wisdom when it comes to picking our friends so wisdom comes from God and we're looking at that tonight and and tomorrow and we're learning how to put all this piece together And here's the first one, as I said, words sometimes can be harmful or deceitful. The tongue that brings healing, though, is a tree of life, but a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. So people who are not being honest or trustworthy, we've probably all experienced that before. Uh, Sooner or later, if somebody's being dishonest, it it usually comes out. Sooner or later, you usually find out they're really telling a half-truth or they're just you know, they're just telling something that's going to hurt other people. It's like getting clobbered with a bat. When somebody's telling something bad that's not true, it's like getting clubbed with a bat. Amen? Say amen. Heck, I don't like that, and you don't either know. And so Solomon says here, false words will wound us and injure us like a knife or a sharp arrow. It's like a poke in the eye. It's no fun at all. And so let's don't do that. That's a negative way lies, false false words or deceiving words or untrue words it really does it kind of takes the the air right out of the room and it ends the party no more no more party so it may it may kill a relationship all right here's number two we'll look at some more i said there's 12 words can sometimes be deceitful they're not honest words can also though share the truth that's the positive ones Chapter 12, verse 19, and chapter 23. So here's Proverbs 12. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue will last only a moment. (laughs) So somebody who is a promise keeper and someone whose words are true and trustworthy, you never forget them. But boy, once you find out somebody who has been uh, lying to you, you're done. I'm done with that. Say, done? (laughs) You're done with that person. Here's Proverbs 23. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Get wisdom, discipline, and understanding. So help everybody grow up a little bit. Help, Help each other grow up a little bit. Help your kids get wisdom so they can hang on to the truth, whatever the cost is. And, and the truth of God and the truth of our conversation and our words, uh, they last forever. That's what it says. So maybe you respect your grandfather. Maybe you respect your dad. Maybe you respect your uncle or your great uncle. Or you think, man, whatever they said, it was the gospel truth. And you can count on it because it's always true and you never forget it. Say Amen. Yeah that that's what it is. It's really we when we meet someone like that that we know it is true, it does last forever and everybody that meets them knows that they it really is a, it really is a good thing. So Solomon urges all of us to to not be deceitful with our words but share truthful words because truthful words will last forever. So no matter how long you live in the county or you live in the city or you live in that state or no matter how long you're married or you're single or you're divorced or you're widowed, just tell the truth. I mean, I'm telling you, it says it lasts forever. That's what Solomon says, and he's the wisest guy who ever lived. So stick to the truth. Amen. All right, let's look at number three. Here's another. I said there's 12. Here's number three. Something else about words besides being sometimes deceitful, you're up to something. That's, that's deceitful. Like they're telling you something, but they're not really telling you the truth. You're up to something. What are you up to? And then there's the truthful words that you know you can bank on, you can count on always. And then here's what he says. Uh, Solomon tells us about number three. Our words sometimes uh, stir up things and trouble like a gossip. All right. All right, let's look at that. Look at, look at Proverbs chapter 20, verse 19, and here's a couple other passages I'll read too. Start with Proverbs 20. A gossip, this is another negative way to use words. A gossip betrays a confidence. I thought I told you not to tell anyone. I thought I could trust you. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that anymore. A gossip betrays a confidence, so avoid a, ma- avoid a man who talks too much. Yep. Yep. And and then jump down here to uh Proverbs 16, I guess, verse 28. A perverse man he's a troublemaker or she, a perverse man stirs up dissension and a gossip separates friends. Haven't you pe- met people like that that want to kind of start something? You know, stir up trouble and next thing you know, we're fussing with each other in our family or at work or my goodness it is. It's just kind of crazy. Here here's one more, Proverbs twenty six, verse twenty. Without wood, a fire goes out. Without gossip, a quarrel dies down. So remember when I started Proverbs and I told you that Proverbs is not like anything else in the Bible. Here I am, I'm rushing through all these, and I said, I've got 12, and I'm reading these little short verses. Remember what I said? It's not like other things, it's got a, other places in the Bible have got a story. It's got a narrative. It's got like Noah and the ark, uh, David and Goliath. It's got like broad brushes of stories and words, but Proverbs is these little short nuggets, little bitty gems for you to put in your pocket. And just take those few words, five, six, seven, eight words, and think on that. So, we're talking about words, how words can be good or bad. They can give life or they can take life. They can be in a funny song, or they can be about somebody who is a bird expert, or they can be about a God expert who's telling you, listen to me about your words and how you use your words. Don't deceive people. Always tell the truth, and don't be a gossip. My goodness, do not be a gossip. That's what he's talking about. He's he's telling us pro he's telling us in Proverbs, Solomon's warning us here that that people who use words to gossip today on social media, my heavens, like pouring gasoline on a fire. People will start something, say amen, get something on the, you know, some kind of Statement on media, social media, and the next thing you know, my land just all got out of hand. It is a big business, so uh, it's not a good idea. If I were to ask you to define gossip, how would you define gossip? Don't answer that yet because I'm going to help you. (laughs) If I were to ask you to come up here and tell everybody what what in the world is gossip? Well, what is the actual definition? So I I actually, I've written it down here. Gossip is this in the dictionary. Idle talk or rumor, especially about the personal or private affairs of others. All right, hang on to that for a second. Now, I've heard probably myself, and probably you said it too, not really thinking through this, I maybe we said it's not gossip if it's true. But you know what? If I, if I look at that definition a little bit, being true has nothing to do with it. Gossip is idle talk or rumor, especially about the personal or private affairs of others. It might be true, but it might not be any of our business. And it, then it becomes gossip. It might not even even involve you, but you begin talking about it. And then it becomes gossip. Got, say, got it? You might even be talking to somebody else and it doesn't involve them either. And now both of you are gossiping. So gossip is one of those things that kind of distorts the whole picture. And gossip is, well, sometimes it's, it's not very helpful. If you say something that's not true, that just makes you have to be a liar. That doesn't mean you're a gossip. You, I can say you've got green hair. Well, you don't have green hair. You don't have no hair. <laughs> I, I could say whatever. And that, I'm, that's not a gossip. That's just a lie. But gossip is when we talk about somebody or someone or something that doesn't directly involve maybe us or or maybe neither of us that we're talking together with. And it happens in all kinds of places where you think, well, this shouldn't happen. And Solomon says, no, you better hang on to your words. Words will either build, build people up and give life or it'll, it'll either take away some of the life in the room, some of the laughter that's no fun at all. A word can really end a relationship if it becomes gossip. Here's number four, Our words. Here you go. Our words sometimes end up meddling. That's a good word. You've heard that one. Now you're meddling. Yeah, now now you're sticking your nose in here where you got none of your business about you shouldn't do that. Here's what Proverbs says. Proverbs chapter 26, 17. Like one who seizes a dog by the ears... Listen here, I told you these are different. (laughs) Like one who seizes a dog by the ears is a passerby who meddles in a quarrel, not his own. Grab that dog, shake him, you know, holding on to his ears. Probably shouldn't have done that. The message paraphrase says, you grab a mad dog by the ears when you butt into a quarrel that's none of your business. Nod your head up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are smiling. Sometimes it's us, but I hope not very much. It's hard sometimes to not get into some kind of gossip or meddling somebody else's business. But it it is true. We're just people, so no sense trying to sugarcoat it. These are sage words of advice. These are expert. If, you, if you're looking for a doctor, you want expert advice. If you're looking for a plumber, you want ex, expert advice. If you're looking for somebody that's going to help you at work, you want expert advice. So Solomon says, keep your cotton-picking nose out of it before you get your nose bit off by somebody who it's none of your business. Don't meddle in somebody else's business that you really shouldn't be in. Say amen. There you go. Keep smiling. I got a few more. (laughs) Here's number five. Here's five. Our words fail. How about that? Our words fail when they merely flatter, just trying to flatter people. Here's what it says. I spoke about this last week. Some of your friends are not really your friends. Oh, you're the smartest guy. Oh, you're. it's all his fault or her fault. People sometimes claim to be our friend and flatter us because they just want to stay on our good side because maybe we're giving them a ride to work or maybe we're giving them groceries to eat or I don't know what it is. But people will flatter us, making us think that we're smart as a tack and maybe we're not so smart. They're not really helping us by doing that. When they use words merely to just flatter us and not willing to tell us the honest goodness truth, like you're drifting off here, buddy. This is not where you need to be. You're on somebody else's uh, green grass, and it, it you need to get back where you belong. So Proverbs chapter 29, uh, whoever flatters his neighbor is spreading a net for his feet. Put that down there. You're going to trip him up. You're going to get tripped up. Your friend's going to get tripped up. If he really were your friend, he's not your friend. If that's what you're doing, you're going to trip him up. Because sooner or later, somebody's going to tell him, you're not, you can't sing. You just can't sing. Remember Andy Griffith, and you remember Don Knotts, and Don Knotts thought he was going to, I'm going to step down just for a second, I'm not going to leave, but I'm just telling you. Remember old Don Knotts and Andy Griffith, and and Don thought he could sing, and he thought he was going to be picked for you know, for the choir, and he thought he had a terrific voice, and he was gargling salt and doing everything. But nobody wanted to tell Barney that he couldn't sing. He wasn't very good until eventually he had to find out the truth. And isn't that the way it is? Sometimes we have to find out the truth, and maybe you're not so good at something that somebody told you you were good at. Maybe you're terrible at that, and you shouldn't do that, you know, because you're you're really... uh, other people notice that and they recognize that and so you're not helping anybody by telling them something that's not true trying to flatter them that's just going to embarrass them later so I, you you get it you understand don't don't flatter somebody it's like trying to watch somebody who's uh doing karaoke and they think they can really sing and they go belt it out they can't hit a tune so don't do that its uh, flattery is not going to help here's number 6 Words can unwisely create uh, opportunities for us to boast, to get too big for our britches, and uh, that's not wise either. He who gets too big for his britches gets exposed in the end and, uh more ways than one. Chapter 27, verse 1 and 2, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Let another praise you, not your own mouth, someone else, and not your own lips. People that talk about themselves all the time, boasting, nobody likes them. Nobody likes that person. Not good. Just not good. Say, not good? Yeah. Again, these are all things. Don't you want some expert advice? Yeah, we all do. Well, listen to what Solomon says. He's telling us, you know. Somebody that goes around talking about themselves all the time like they're the best at everything. I'm the smartest, I'm the best. Well, you might as well just move on from that person. They're not they're they're never going to get over themselves. And uh yeah, it just uh, some people are like that. So boasting, using words about yourself, whatever that's about, you're whatever if you're in sports or band or music or Whatever it is you think you're great at, if you just talk to talk to others about how good you are, that's probably not going to make many friends lasting friends. Here's number seven. Words can lead to a lot of arguments and quarrels. Proverbs, again, chapter 20, verse 3. It is to a man's honor to avoid strife, but every fool is quick to quarrel. <laughs> I know people that end up in a fight every weekend. They get three or four drinks, they get all boast, you know, boasted all up, boosted all up in themselves, and the next thing you know, they end up in some argument. It is to a man's honor to avoid strife, arguments, but every fool is quick to quarrel. Proverbs 17, verse 14. Starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam, so drop the matter before the dispute breaks out. Walk away. Not going to end well. Words can lead to even anger. Here's chapter 21, verse 9. Better to live on the corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. Now, that's one to get me in trouble, but it's been one quoted... Better, it's what it says, some of you guys are laughing, but I'm just telling you, it could be a quarrelsome guy too, but Proverbs tells us, it's better to live on the corner of the roof than to have the whole house with somebody that you're just going to quarrel with. A quarrelsome wife is what he mentions, and old Solomon here is supposed to be the wisest guy who ever lived, so he ought to know what he's talking about. Solomon was a really smart guy. He was a prodigy, I guess, in his day. He studied science and botany and zoology, and my goodness, he was a powerful political leader, a successful businessman. He had a vast empire, and in later years, he became a poet and a moralist and a preacher. But Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines, it says in 1 Kings chapter 11. So I'm not sure he was as smart as he thought he was. Maybe that's why he kept getting wives whenever he had an argument. He just got another wife because he couldn't straighten it out. I don't know what he did. But I'm just saying quarreling happens pretty quick. He didn't know maybe what to do when they had mistakes or arguments and he just kept adding relationships along the way. Are you a nagger? Are you a complainer? Well, that's probably not going to be helpful. Not not in the way that you grow relationships. That's what Solomon says. Whoever you are, nag, 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 and complain is pro- probably not very positive. Here's number eight. Number eight. Still with me? Raise your hand if you're still with me. All right, all right. Number eight here, Proverbs chapter 12. Reckless words. They get loose from us. That's what happens. Reckless words get loose from us. And man, that is a problem. Um, Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And then chapter 29, Proverbs, verse 20 says, Do you see a man who speaks in haste? There is more hope for a fool than there is for that fella, someone who speaks too quick. Be slow to speak, be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to get angry. Slow down. Say slow down. Say slow down. Yeah. Listen if you can. Uh words do slip out. Words slip out and then you're trying to get them back. Social media has now created some kind of technology if you got about 15 seconds. Once you send out a message, if you want to retrieve it now, because we make so many stupid posts. So you're supposed to grab it real quick. Social media knows how hard it is to get it back once you posted it. So you've got a few seconds. The, the clock is ticking. You better you better retrieve it in a hurry if you're going to do that. And most of the time in person, you can't take it back once you've said it. Once you said it, you've already said it, and then it's too late. And words can really hurt, and that's what Solomon tells us about. sometimes we get reckless, out of control, and it's hard to fix it, make repairs. I said it years ago. I told stories years ago. you've heard a lot of my stories, guys. our tongue is like driving a vehicle if you get reckless if you if you get distracted if if you get you know. If you get in too big a hurry, I mean, bad things happen. My dad sent me to Oddville store to get two five-gallon cans of gasoline for the tractor. I didn't have my driver's license, but I was sure a good driver. But he put me in his old pickup truck with a three-speed on the column, and I was a—I was ready to go to Oddville and get dad's 10-gallon of gas. Probably cost a quarter of a gallon then, I don't know. Boy, for that again. I got the gas, and I started back. And on Oddville Road there, man, I was just probably going faster than I should around a few of those curves. The next thing I know, I am through the fence there at Mr. White's farm. I plowed through his fence, tore down a couple of posts, lost a 10-gallon of gas altogether. Oh, my goodness. Happens just like that. Just like that happens to you and I with what comes out of our, I mean, we're going along on a sunny day. And we're having a great time. Where do you want to go eat and what kind of movie you want to watch tonight? And the next thing you know, you ran over something or you ran through somebody's fence with your words that come flying out of your mouth. And and Solomon says, be be careful and be on guard that you don't do that. Don't get in a hurry. Don't be in haste. Instead, you know, slow down. Be Be quick to listen and be slow to speak and slow to get angry. Sometimes we live to regret what we said and everybody's been there saying things that we probably hadn't thought through out of anger or out of sadness. I hate you. I wish you were dead. Why can't you be like so-and-so, your sister or your brother? You can't ever do anything right. Man, we're we can we can get reckless and leave a wound that never heals so solomon warns us that even though we pile on all kinds of words it's it's sometimes hard to get them back once they come out here's number 9 since we can be reckless with words sometimes we have to we have to be on our guard we have to be more careful and guarded and ask god to help us we need a little help because nobody gets this right all the time and we're just people our words need to be guarded. If you're taking notes and you're filling that in, if you guys are online with us tonight and you're trying to catch some of this, and remember we're talking about what what Solomon is telling us, and we're looking for expert advice. And so who doesn't need some of that? In your relationships at work or at home or with your friends or with each other or at church or wherever you're at right now, who doesn't need some expert advice? and Solomon is giving it to us and I'm sharing with you these 12 at least 12 areas that we could just jot down jot down a few thoughts that might help us and number 9 is that we that we try to be on our guard Proverbs again 13 chapter 13 chapter 15 now let me let me read some of that He who guards his lips guards his life but he who speaks rashly will come to ruin. So, be on your guard. Try to try to watch what you say. Your words, man. When I was young, good grief, I tell you. Some of you guys who were sitting here, we've talked about this before. I mean, when we were young, we used words and language that got loose and got out of our mouth, and we regretted it. And made it, it was embarrassing. We've tried to conquer it, and so it's a bad habit. Words. We need to be on our guard for the words that we're using. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 28. The heart of the righteous weighs its answers, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. Um, You want to move away. Somebody move away from that person. Move to another table. Just, Just get to another corner somewhere. Proverbs chapter 21. He who guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself from calamity. Solomon says once those words are out, they're not coming back, so be on your guard. And that's good advice, good advice for all of us. Sometimes uh, we just have to practice what we're reading and practice what we're preaching. And so words that get reckless, we need to be guarded before we let them get loose. Here's number 10. Sometimes we can recognize the power of our words through our kindness, through kind words. So that's an easy one. That's a good one, a positive one that we should all practice. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25, An anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. So everybody's got a story, not just the weather, Brian. We've got a real story about life. All right, Things are hard. And our words can sometimes be a heavy weight that just adds to their burden if we're not careful in how we guard our words. So a kind word really can help a person who's having a really bad day. Say amen. Yeah, it is true. So slow down and be on your guard. Don't get reckless with your words. And if you can, use kind words Kind words really do make an impact in a good way. Number 11 is very similar, and it's another short one here. Uh, The most powerful words like that that are kind can also be encouraging. Put that in there, encouraging. Chapter 16, pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and healing to the bones. Those are all positive thoughts, positive images, honeycomb, sweet, and healing to the, to the bones. All those are positive images, and the message prayer, paraphrase, gracious speech is like clover honey, good taste to the soul, quick energy for the body. It will pump you up, it really does pick you up, it is a. It is something that picks us up. When people can bring a kind, encouraging word, it is the truth. So I don't know what you grew up with, man. If you grew up with people that use mean words all the time, it was tough. It is tough. If you're around people that just use mean, discouraging words, it is a tough time. You need to hear encouraging, kind words to be your best. Amen? I mean, okay. Let me step down here again. Pro- probably the way that the way that we respond is with a hug. If you're a hugger, or not even not a hugger, but if you've had a tough time, it really is nice for somebody just to give you a hug. But kind, encouraging words are something kind of like mom and dad or grandma and grandpa who gave us a hug. They can really help a lot. So if you're aware of that, if you think about that, if you think about the kid that you got at the table who's driving you nuts, and you try really hard to find some kind, encouraging word to build them up, that's going to be very positive. And I try that hard with Brian. My goodness, Brian, i tell you, I don't know how you put up with me, but I, I'm like your grandpa who's had a bad day. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to come in here and I'm gonna get him started. It's cold outside today. Next thing I know, we're talking about how did they lose that basketball game. I'm scratching my head now. He's already felt bad enough as it was, and so you know, I, it's we're all just people. And so God bless you, all of you guys who are online. God bless you, and and you know, try to try to use kind, encouraging words, and it really does. It really does make a difference on a really cold day like we've like we've got today and probably the rest of the week, so let's all try to be nice it's nice to be nice and it really does help and Solomon tells us it's the best way to go and man I'm just I'm trying to be honest with you and say sometimes it's hard for me even and Connie'll tell you the same I need to work on it as well here's number twelve and the last one our words are both. Kind and they are strong, and sometimes you do have to rebuke or confront or discipline. You could use other words, but sometimes you have to do that. I mean, it's necessary. I mean, it's because we're all just people, and if we're out of line, you have to really tell somebody that. And so, that's one of those things about words. You need wisdom to know when to be kind and encouraging, and you need wisdom to know when they really need correction. Say amen? That's why we need to pray before we maybe say anything. Say a little quick prayer. Proverbs chapter 27, better is open rebuke than hidden love. So be careful, be careful that, you know, that you, you don't just keep it all to yourself. If you're going to try to help somebody, then do it in a kind, encouraging way, but tell them the truth. Proverbs 28, verse 23, he who rebukes a man will in the end gain more favor than he who has a flattering tongue. If that, you know, if that shirt or if that dress or if those shoes, if they don't, if they don't look good on that person, or if whatever it is, if, they, if, it, if their appearance isn't what it ought to be, then that's one way. Or if their attitude isn't what it should be, then you should tell them that and why it could, it could be better. I mean, we have to be willing to discipline our children and, and correct our children and point out how they could be a better version of themselves, or they may never, ever know. If we're just their friend trying to flatter them and say, it's okay. Really, it's not okay. So sometimes words have to really, tough love, you really do have to ask people to step up and ask them to be better and be more and and see their potential and what they could become. So Solomon has told us in this lesson, our words have the power to be life-giving and life-taking. And so I don't want you to answer me, but I, I want you to... F- Think for a second about your words. It's kind of like the gorilla in the room. I want you to think about your tongue and how you're using your words. Which which of these two maybe describes you more often? Are you someone who uses words to give life or take away life with negative things that you say Good question. Before we get to communion. The Bible, not just Solomon, but throughout the Bible, when it comes to our words, like Solomon, it's not just, it's not enough just to bite your tongue. I've met people like that. They didn't say it. But you could look at them, and they might as well said it. They are are mad as fire. They could spit nails. And they think that because they didn't say it, it's okay. It's not okay. It's not just a tongue problem, and that you can say, I'm going to bite my tongue, and I'm not going to say anything. If your heart is messed up, if your heart has hate, if your heart has bitterness, if your heart has anger, if your heart has some kind of negative emotion, even if you didn't say it out loud, you need to change your heart first. That's what the Bible and Solomon both tell us. And so before we get to communion, let me read this. Let let me read to you what James says. And you've read and heard it before, but this is what James says in chapter 3. It's not just... Watching what we say, words are a symptom of other issues, heart issues, which is the real source of the problem of words that build up or words that tear down. James chapter 3 verse 9, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Shouldn't work that way. My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives? Or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. So James partners with us tonight James the half-brother of Jesus one of the leaders in the church in Jerusalem one of the early church leaders he partners with us in Solomon and tells us you can't get fresh water from salt water or figs from an olive tree if you want olives you got to plant an olive tree so it's always about the source of our words You can't just say, I'm not going to cuss when my mom's in the room, or I'm not going to complain when you come home. I'm just going to bite my tongue. It's not enough for us to just say that. I'm not going to say that when you're around. We really have to change our heart so that we decide we really don't want to use words like that. Here's the bottom line if you want to speak life-giving words instead of life-taking words, we all have to change the source. We have to change our heart. And we have to ask God when we do communion, in just a second, we have to ask God if He'll help us with our heart issues, not just withholding our tongue, but will He help us begin to have better habits? And it starts with our heart that we actually begin... Asking God to help us change our heart. So let me get the communion over here. And you guys go ahead and pass those cups. You guys who are home with us. Let's do the same thing. Get something, a piece of bread, a cracker. And let's ask God. God. Not just take care of her tongue, but would he start with her heart so that our tongue would come along and work a lot better? Everybody got one? Take the bread. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. Let me read that. And then we'll drink the cup. The New Living Translation says, There are friends, and that word friends in the NLT is in quotation. There are friends who say they're friends. Friends. Who destroy each other. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. There are quote, quote, friends who destroy each other with their words. But a real friend sticks closer than a brother. That's Jesus. Jesus doesn't just say he loves you he died for you he did he didn't just talk about I love you even when you didn't love me he said I I love you even when you didn't know me it's not because you deserve it I love you because that's who I am he is a friend who sticks closer than a brother Let's pray. God, thank you for Jesus who is an example beyond all others. Not just one who claims to be a friend but one who really is a friend of everyone. For God so loved the world. He gave Jesus to be everyone's friend. May we realize what we've just done together. May we realize that as we Walk away tonight and worship you each day. In Jesus' name, amen. Drop your little cup in the basket and drop your offering in the plate if you can help us. Thank you for everything you do. And I hope I've given you some expert advice right out of the Bible because everybody needs some. I hope it helped. See you real soon. Let us know how to pray. We can pray for you too. We're going to sing another song. Won't you guys stand up?